Winston Churchill once said, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. In the arms of Are you interested in getting involved in helping to support your favorite podcast, a.k.a. this one? Why, yes, Katie, I am. Well, there are three, count them, one, two, three ways for you to support the show. One, two, three. First, rate and review us on any platform you listen to us on. We're on Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, and probably a bunch of other platforms that I don't fucking remember the names of right now. Make sure that when you leave us a five-star rating, you include a written review with your rating. That helps it be seen. Even if you just enter Stay Spooky in the review box, it helps. Dear Katie and Kenny, keep it fucking spooky. And if you're interested in getting some swag so that you can rep your favorite podcast on the go, head on over to thehauntedheart.com and smack that merch tab to see all the goodies that we have for you guys there. We have t-shirts, bags, pens, and even a lip scrub, so make sure you check it out. Hashtag swag. If you're interested in taking the relationship to the next level, head on over to patreon.com slash thehauntedheart. There you can become a monthly subscriber to the show and get access to all kinds of bonus content that we create especially for you with love. For $5 a month, I too became a blood sacrifice to Satan. So thank you guys so much for supporting the show. We truly couldn't do it without you. Thanks for listening. And as always, stay spooky. She's ready. Ooh, she's red. She is ready. What are you giving me? Um, I'm giving you, uh, I'm giving you high school sleepover, pillows all around, blankets over our head, by only one single candle instead of the eight candles that we have here. One, two, um, three, four, five, six, seven, old school horror. Would you rather? Ooh, okay. Yeah. Give it to me. Because I feel like today's episode is like a lot of information. We'll get into it. But like, let's just have As fun with that. As opposed to regular, our regular episodes? I'm confused. Which what are, are you trying to say? Which are chock full of information. In- information? Just like- cock full. I mean, <laughs> I mean, cock full. I, you know, I didn't I like that. do that on purpose, but it I works. think I'm going to own it. Own it. Be I'm it. just cock full of attitude, people. Hey, this you Eve. are what you are. I don't judge you. It's Let's true. continue. It's true. All right. Um, we'll just do a couple because then we can we have get an into episode to bullshit. do. I mean, yeah, we do. I mean, I'm going to tell you guys we've been trying to record this episode for nigh on two hours. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a night because I drug myself through the door with a bleak look in my eye. Looking disarrayed as fuck. I actually think Kenny looked afraid when I told him about my week. I was concerned. Yeah. I really was. I was a little concerned. I was, um, I guess the word, I don't even have a word, actually. It was just a mixture. If there's a word between a mixture of, like, terrified, um, uncertain. Yeah. And, like, Usually he just fucking brushes concerned. me off with my bullshit. But he looked like we might be going to the doctor. I thought. Um, but we had Chick-fil-A to eat, so. 
That is the doctor. <laughs> no, no doctor. To- no time for the doctor. No just fried, delicious fried chicken. I'm just saying, if you're in a spot, go to the doctor. There's always time for it. Unless you're me. In which case, you sit down with your best friend and, and play record some a podcast. Horror, would you rather? <laughs> I'm here for you. Um, so which movie would you rather be stuck in? House of Wax or Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Mm, okay, so I'm not a runner. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to do that. So probably House of Wax. I feel like House I could I could survive House of Wax. If you just get him at high the pain knees. tolerance, yeah, high true. pain tolerance. That's true. You want to throw some wax? Okay, baby, we you can have gotta, a good time. You just got to make it kinky. That's how I <laughs> get through my bikini kinky. waxes. I'm telling you, right. you just make it kinky. We can have a good time. Come and every on. now and then, you just got to try to stay quiet with it because every now and then, if they they pull that wax strip and you go ah, then they get a little upset at you. Um, Someone's gonna save that little sound clip there and, and use that later. Just so you know, <laughs> somebody's like hitting that fucking like 30 second back button on on itunes i see your ass <laughs> trying to time it just right yeah what's next it's fine um next is who's the better horror writer stephen king or clive barker clive barker clive barker yeah stephen king um is the most popular but yeah. um to me clive barker just is a little He's a little more twisted. He's a little darker. He's a little kinkier. Mm. Uh, a little bit more into the S&M. Uh, mm. You know, you get your Hellraiser from him. And so I... I, I yeah. Clive Barker. Yeah. Stephen King's also always writing about kitty porn. And, and I just yeah. don't... I'm just not into it. I read all of it, like, last summer? No, two summers ago. Two summers ago. It was ago. before the film came out. wanted to read it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I fought my way through it and there are a lot of really good like scenes and stuff and he, he is a great writer, but then you get all the way to the end and you just get like kind of slapped upside the face with some kid porn and it's like, it's not cool. Yeah. Nah, it's, it's not, not okay. It. It's not all right. Um, which this one is an old one. This is the last one we'll do. So we're throwing it back, but maybe not quite as far back as today's episode. Um, which Edgar Allan Poe tale would you rather read? Would I rather read? The Cask of Amontillado or The Mask of the Red Death? Oh, The Mask of the Red Death. 100%. That's my favorite. Yes, fashion. The Mask of the Red Death is my absolute favorite Edgar Allan Poe tale. Mm-hmm. Um, just that, like, that idea of, like, there being, uh, you're surrounded in death or mm-hmm. with death mm-hmm. and everybody's dying all around you. And you're just living life in a fucking castle. I mean, I and feel like that is like the goth, like the heavily goth, super posh RuPaul drag race of its time. Mm-hmm. Right? Because everybody, yeah. you are just living and everybody is gagging, mm-hmm. literally. Gagging on their and blood. And passing away. Um, and there you are in the midst of it. I was always drawn to that one too. Yeah, I've, um, I've always loved that one. It's my favorite. That's a good one. That one and yeah, well, yeah, no. Telltale Heart is that what you, the other one you're thinking of? Um, yeah, I just love Ed. I love mostly all of them, but um, the um, the pendulum, pit in the pendulum, pit in the pendulum is really good. Yeah, love the pit in the pendulum. Mm-hmm. If you like that one, there's a Ray Bradbury story that's called The Time Traveler. I think it's about time travel. You can just Google Ray Bradbury time travel, and it's a short story about a guy who is outside of his time. I can't say any more than that. <laughs> is I, outside of I'm his not trying time. to be cryptic, and I do remember what it's about, but I just don't want to give any of it away. Is he, outside. he goes to jail, but it's a unique kind of jail. 
so. <laughs> I was trying to get my, um, I don't think I'll be able to edit that out. I was trying to get my uh, <laughs> notebook, my edit book open, not because Katie I mean, you made up. me fucking nervous. He just like no, reaches just across forgot. the table for his edit book and just sets it closer to him, moves it two inches closer to his mic so that he can cut my bullshit out No, when you need it. I hope you have an extra pen tonight. No, I just, I, I like to, I've just forgot to open it. It makes me nervous though. Now, now I'm nervous. I wasn't nervous before. Oh no. Yeah. No. Well, there's nothing to be you. nervous about because we have a new patron. We do. We do have a new patron. Holy fuck. We, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me do it right. Let me do it right. Fuck. <laughs> So this is really exciting, you guys, because we are getting closer and closer to our next level we um, on are, Patreon. Like, I'm talking next, next level. We are super duper close um, to our next Patreon goal, and our next Patreon goal means that... Uh, you we, get more us. You get you do. You get more bullshit. And all up in your ears. No. So um, when we hit our next goal, um, what we want to do for you guys is produce a twice a month podcast that will be uh, more horror based. So you guys who really like the horror episodes, like the mm-hmm. all up in those horror guts um, series that we do. Um if you really like that, you will love this because this is like more specifically horror film focused. Yeah. Um, and we're and, not going to tell you the title. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you the title. I'm not going to tell you anything about it other than that it's us and specifically horror movies. And it's not like true crimey or any of those mm-hmm. other things that we're bringing in. Um, it's a little bit more focused, yeah. but super fun. And it's a little, like sleepover stuff. Yeah, and a little more bite-sized too. Yes, yes. So it'll be so, fun, like you said, sleepover yes. stuff. So that's um, at least twice a month that we're going to be doing those once we hit that goal. Exactly. Instead of having four episodes a month. On a regular month, you will have six. Thank you for the math. Which will be <laughs> amazing, right? Right. So uh, if you want that, you can head over to patreon.com slash thehauntedheart and hit up our Patreon. Uh, there's a bunch of different tiers, so. Yeah, there's lots Even of a dollar gets shit. you in to mm-hmm. the Patreon. and A dollar will make us holler. It will, 100%. I would do it. I almost <laughs> screamed directly into the mic. <laughs> I have lost touch with reality. Um, anywho. That's fine. You know who's trying to bring me back? Nan G. Nan G. Nan G is trying to bring me back. She's hitting that G spot. She is. She's hitting that. I'm, I'm going to have her name tattooed on it. <laughs> oh, Nan. Oh, Nan. Nan is our newest cannibal cult member. Woo! And she told us this week on the Facebook group. That she became our fucking patron instead of getting her sister a Christmas present. <laughs> so I said, girl, you know what? I'm going to give your sister a present. So we lighting two candles today. We lighting a candle for Nan and we lighting a candle for your sister, girl. <laughs> so we have, of course, dressed our candles with good intentions for you and for your sister. Lots of healing, white light, and energy. And no resentment. <laughs> at all hopefully your sister doesn't listen to this podcast health wealth happiness girl put it on put it on at christmas play it for her so here's to you nan
And here is to Nan's sister. God bless you, girl. <laughs> Satan bless us, everyone. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? What in the fuck? What is this podcast? Who are we? What are we talking about? I just realized I was listening to um, a host of podcasts this week. I listened to a lot of different ones, but this week... I, I get, listen to a bunch of um, just super like informationy podcasts. <laughs> no, there's this really good. <laughs> no, don't write an edit. Um, I'm trying to like describe what I mean. Like, kind of we we sit down and just shoot the bullshit. But like, I listen to podcasts that actually are like super like professionally produced and shit. One of them is called Ologies, and it's very good. It has lots of facts in it and like prepared information and scripts. But are they, we talking about what they're talking about? Or are we no. talking about what we're talking no, about? No, 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 no. They always like say the name of their show at the beginning of their show and like introduce themselves mm-hmm. every weekend. I realize that we never fucking do that. We literally just start talking to people. <laughs> well, I, I suggested doing that one time and you told me no. <laughs> Probably did. You're like, no, so and so podcast does this. So we can't do it. <laughs> Insert the fucking sound clip of me and like, no, that's terrible. It's a fucking awful decision, Kenny. No, I, but I did realize that we never do that. Um, and I'm not going to change. So <laughs> look, it's going to be one of those episodes. You're just going to have to deal with me and my meandering ass. But I promise you, you'll have a good time. Ah, you'll. You'll. you that's what we're talking about today, folks. If anybody gets we're that not, reference there, that. my soulmate. We're not doing that. Yes, we're talking about Yule. We're not doing that. We're talking about Yule instead. Yes. Because it's Yule time. It is. It is. It is the time where we are in midwinter. And the winter is mid. <laughs> Great. We super prepared for this episode. No, it's the time when um, all of the Christians steal uh, all of the pagan iconography and put it in their fucking homes and pass it off as Jesus' birthday. Wait, what time of the year are we talking about? Now. Yuletide. Oh. I figured that was just with everything. Oh, well, you know, it happens. Yeah. No, Yule is when the dark half of the year relinquishes its power to the light half of the year. Mm. And it's traditionally held around the winter solstice, which is the longest night of the year, as we all know. Um, The morning after Yule, the sun begins climbing just a little higher and remaining in the sky just a little longer each day. I hate it. It fills me with invigoration and life. And that is why we are yin and yang. Yes. While I do enjoy... Uh, the winter solstice for being the longest night of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't quite like what comes after. Right. Yeah. Because I start to die. Yeah. I'm like the Holly King to your Oak Queen. Did you it's know true. that story? Mm-mm. Well, the story goes that you've got the two kings, the Holly King and the Oak King, and then they uh, they fight. Uh, and who uh, and around this time of the year, the winter solstice, uh, the Oak King wins and so he's like that what brings forth the light and all of that and then during hell yeah i'm on top bitch yeah right now yeah and then and then the the holly king just sort of like recedes and then he comes back again later on and when he and then you're on top yeah and it works (laughs) and it's partnership i love that the holly Mm -hmm. king 
and the Oak Queen. It's true. I do love wood. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was wide open. I had to. And I do love Holly. Yeah. As a decorative <laughs> Who's piece. Who's Holly? <laughs> as, a, as a decorative flag. <laughs> no, Yule is a pagan AF festival period that was first believed or that was observed. <laughs> that was observed. observed. That's what I get for fucking sound, trying to sound smart. No, Yule is supposedly uh, first celebrated by Northern European Germanic people sometime during the fourth century. Ah. Yeah. My father's It's a nice people. factual sentence for you. <laughs> <laughs> so the period of Yuletide, which lasted about two months beginning sometime in mid-November and ending in early January, was closely connected to the ancient practice of the wild hunt. The Norse god Odin. Wow, 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 hunt. Sorry. Is that a thing? Is that a song? Or did you just That's make it Rihanna, a song? like Rihanna's um, Wild Thoughts. Oh, wow, wow, okay. Wow, wild hunt. Hunt, okay. hunt. All right, fine. Catch up? That's fine. Okay. I'll write a, a note in my edit book. <laughs> so Yule is closely connected to the Wild Hunt, to the Norse god Odin, and to the pagan and Anglo-Saxon festival of Modranich. Ma- oh, who? I think it's Modranich. Modranich. Yeah. Okay. Neat. I think Neat? it ends. Uh, well, I don't Teat. think you have to hit that T that hard. You it's don't like have a to hit the T. Like you've been drinking a little bit oh, and you just kind of slur and slide into I'm drinking. I'm not just going to, I'm just not going to say the word. It's true. It's true. <laughs> there are a lot of words in this that are difficult. So please be gentle. Twitter. Twitter? Twitter. That's where we get all our corrections. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which is why we're not on it. Right? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, yes. So, interestingly, um, right around the period that you start getting your Starbucks drinks that are holiday-themed is when you'll start. But not Holiday Spice. Not this fucking year, because they hate me. And they know I'm struggling. <laughs> and I, I don't it. like the holiday drinks. From Starbucks, really. The only one, the only really like hot drink that I like is the white chocolate mocha. Mm. The white chocolate mocha, yeah, white chocolate mocha is pretty good. But I like, and this one's not, this one isn't festive either, really, I guess. But I've been on like a flat white with like two pumps of cinnamon dolce kick. Mm, Yeah. It's really good. It's got like that, like, it kind of tastes like drinking the, the water in the bottom of your oatmeal. You know what else is really good? Uh, it reminds me of the fall time is the iced chai tea lattes. Mm, I haven't had one of those. Those are good. Great. Great, I'm glad. Starbucks, this has been sponsored by not, Starbucks. We are not sponsored by Starbucks, but uh. Starbucks, you can leave that motherfucking <laughs> coin on coin the dresser if you're appreciative. Or gift card on or the dresser. Gift card. <laughs> Here's a gift card to never talk about us ever Please again. Please don't. Please just don't. Please, God, don't. <laughs> So, the Wild Hunt, I'm back on it, I'm back on task. The Wild Hunt was a ghostly procession in the winter sky led by Odin. The Wild Hunt typically involved a ghostly or supernatural group of hunters passing in wild pursuit. The hunters were either elves or fairies or the dead, who were known to be increasingly active in the realm of the living during Yule, which I think is kind of interesting because, like, the holidays or Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever it is that you celebrate are always, it's kind of like a time where people are a little bit more focused on family and they kind of, like, draw together a lot of people, um, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. 
And so I think it's interesting that even going this far back to this idea of the wild hunt, it's a time when the dead, when your ancestors are increasingly active in the realm of the living. So it's almost like it kind of starts around Halloween and it carries through to Yule time. Yeah, well, we all know that solstices, you know, throughout the year are always like very powerful points, especially in connection with the spiritual realm. Um, but what makes it so interesting for this time of the year is, like you said, because what mm-hmm. we know, um, the Christmas that we know and mm-hmm. that we celebrate secularly today mm-hmm. is very family oriented, right. commercially driven family, right. but right. also commercially and family driven. Um and a lot of times, like, you know, you get, especially from where we're from, it's very, Christmas is very like, this is Jesus's birthday. Little baby Jesus was born to on death. Christmas. Yeah. In that manger next to the, the donkeys and the hay. Yeah, that's where he was born. Itchy. But, so itchy. Well, it makes me itchy. Baby in, a, in the hay? It doesn't, I don't think, that's got chiggers, baby. Um... <laughs> Sorry, that was Starbucks. <laughs> Please cease uh, and desist. Did we get a cease and desist letter? No. Okay. Not yet. Uh, I'm waiting on maybe it. Maybe next time. Waiting on it to come in. <laughs> Hit that P.O. No, box. <laughs> but like I was saying, like I was saying, just to get back on track here, um, a lot of people uh, think that it has a very religious meaning, which it has gotten. That's not where it started from, but... Um, what we know today is very family and religious, religiously centered. So it's interesting to sort of delve into that whole spirituality part of Christmas, that yeah. darker part, that like, right, you know, mystique about right. Christmas. But if we look back at the Norse people, for them, spirituality and religion were kind of a lot more entwined mm-hmm. than we typically think of today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for them, you know people who encountered the wild hunt like that was a religious experience like it was it was the two were the same thing you know um and it was kind of like a dangerous thing like if you stumbled upon like the wild hunt it was said that you might be abducted into the underworld or taken to the fairy kingdom and we talked about that a little bit on our episode on celtic mythology so to learn more about the fairies and why they are not like tiny little cute sprightly creatures and are in fact fucking terrifying dangerous other realm chaos edge lords mm-hmm. um you should listen to that episode uh but in some sense instances it was also believed that people's spirits could be pulled away during their sleep to join the ghostly undead cavalcade of the wild hunt that sounds fun if you ask me though it reminds me of that johnny cash song ghost riders in the sky yeah ghost riders in the sky. i wonder if that's where he got his influence he might have because it's kind of that. It's like, it's a hunt led by Odin and like, it's a group of hunters who are, so instead of like a group of rangers running cattle, that would be interesting to research. Unfortunately, I didn't. <laughs> maybe I'll do it for Patreon. Um, maybe I'll sing that song for Patreon. Hell no. We Please lose don't. all of our patrons. <laughs> so the tradition of Yule also has connections to Modranicht, right? Our favorite mm-hmm. word. That I'm totally pronouncing wrong, I'm sure. And Modernich is translated from the Old English as Night of the Mothers or Mother's Night. All right. Mommy's Night. M- mommy's Night. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not where Daddy babysits and Mommy goes out to the club. No. Um, 
it's actually a festival that was held by Anglo-Saxon pagans on what is now known as Christmas Eve and is reported by historians as having taken place in the early, like, 8th century. Okay. Um, so during this event, people gathered to make sacrifices to the collective female in the form of the desir. So these desir were... Um, found on altars and vote like votives, uh-huh. and they usually appeared in threes, and they're not the same thing as the fates. It's a different concept, but um, they appeared in trios. So think like the triple goddess, mm-hmm. the maiden, the mother, and the crone. Mm-hmm. The three different kind of like not rites of passage, but the three different like stages of womanhood. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the concept of this year is really really interesting. So in Norse mythology, uh, a desir is a ghost or a spirit or a deity that is associated with fate. So they're not the same thing as the fates, but they're kind of fate adjacent, Um, who can either be malevolent or antagonistic towards mortals. So they sometimes act as protective spirits of Norse clans. Mm -hmm. So sometimes like a particular clan would be claimed by the desir and like they would kind of be there like spiritual like mascot people like a like a totem right yeah but like an active totem like a totem that takes an active role in like making sure they fuck everybody else up (laughs) (laughs) my kind of totem right a hands-on totem hands-on exactly um so their original function was possibly that of fertility goddesses who were the object of both private and official worship um and their veneration may derive from the worship of the spirits of the dead so the Desir, like the Valkyries and the Norns and the Vetier, if you know anything about Norse mythology, um, they're almost always referred to collect- uh, collectively. So it's kind of cool that, um, for me, that was something that I didn't know. And I, I knew a fair bit about Yule. It's not super complicated. But um, I didn't know that it was connected to this idea of like the collective female. And that kind of has through the holiday season ever since I did this research it's kind of like brought me a little bit closer to feeling like in the mood because I'm kind of like oh like back in the day we connected this to like womanhood and like well it's interesting you know, that you mentioned sort of that aspect of three in reference to um like in Christianity like the three mm-hmm. wise men mm-hmm. which is uh, if you know Christians did, weren't aware is uh completely pagan idea right <laughs> <laughs> um but that's an interesting connection Right, yeah. Between the two and the, yeah, you yeah. know, and the number three. Yeah. So. They were three wise women, though. They were three queens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Right. Welcome to the stage. <laughs> Welcome to the manger. To the manger. <laughs> so, obviously, there are other more familiar aspects of Yuletide that have been adapted into modern day celebrations. The Yule log, the Yule goat, the, the log, Yule boar. The log. I want to know the family that has like a Yule goat. They're still <laughs> fucking bringing that motherfucker in and slitting his throat, cooking him. Um, I may know a family. <laughs> we could we could be that family. Um, so the Christmas tree and all those other Christmas traditions stem uh, 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 from... The what tree? The Yule tree. Exactly. Well, I was connecting it to the idea of the Christmas tree. Uh-huh. You know what was really, really interesting when I was researching for this topic, um, as I always do for our topics? Um, <laughs> but... The hair uh, Do you know the, there's a passage in the Bible that is actually specifically uh, against or tells people to not, like do Christmas trees 
Christians. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Um, so. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So what it tells them is essentially that um, it tells you not to follow the ideas of paganism. I'm just summarizing the passage mm-hmm. here. Um, for they like cut down trees and bring them into their homes and adorn them with silver and gold. Interesting. Um, Silver and gold. Yeah. And so it's like, don't do that. And then, oh, oh, look. Putting the Christ back in Christmas, y'all. You are the war on Christmas. You are coming at this hard. Listen, no, I'm just saying, I, you know, me and Christmas don't have the best relationship. So I'm just trying to expose it. Look, I'm just talking to all the Mrs. Claus out there. I'm just saying pussy power here at Christmas. And I'm trying to uncover the truth. (laughs) (laughs) On the hunt for the truth, capital T. (laughs) Well, you might like this truth that I'm about to drop on you about Yuletide celebrations back in the day. They're a little bit different than nowadays. So nowadays you gather around the table with your Aunt Kathy and your (laughs) Uncle Jim um, and everybody catches up on the year because y'all ain't seen each other since last motherfucking Christmas or since or, Thanksgiving. Yeah. And There's always that awkward, uh, like, conversation. I don't know if, I'm pretty sure most families go through this, but, like, with me, it was always, and you know this because you've been to several mm-hmm. functions. It's just I have. like, how's Katie doing? <laughs> how's your friend? Yeah. And I'm like, She's good. She's good. <laughs> She's good. All right. All right. Okay. I remember those Baggot. days. I remember, <laughs> I remember those fucking days when your family used to look at me like I was the the only fucking shade tree on the playground like you were the in the middle of goddamn July. Like, <laughs> they looked thirsty as hell. And I knew every time we walked in there, I was like, man... <laughs> I'm just trying to get some deviled eggs. Just trying to get some food. Thank you for your support, though. You know, I'm, I do what I can for you. You know, I do it for you. Uh, so it's different than that back in the day. It was a lot more fun. It was a lot more uh, on brand for us. Okay. So researcher M. Lee Hollander. M. Lee Hollander. My source for this. M. Lee Hollander's got a colander. <laughs> that was so fucking dumb. <laughs> That was a lot. That was heavy. (laughs) I did that thing where I'm funny. (laughs) Wow. You really enjoyed that. I really did. (laughs) I think we ought to give him a moment, guys. All right, continue. So my unnamed researcher, who cannot be named, uh, provides a description of ancient Yule practices in ancient Norway as thus. It was custom that when the sacrifice was to be made, all farmers were to come to the heathen temple. I Ooh, I that. love that. The heathen temple. Can that be the name of our club? Like capital H, capital T? What The club? heathen temple. The one we're going to make. Okay. <laughs> the heathen temple. It's the name temple. of our new Patreon. Is that what we're going to call the Patreon from now on? Can we call it the heathen temple? For real, Let's I'm into it. Let's do it. All right. The Heathen Temple. The Heathen Temple. Or should that be our Facebook group? I don't know. Let's cook on it. We'll decide. So all the farmers came to the Heathen Temple and brought along with them the food that they needed while the feast lasted. 
At this feast, all were to take part in the drinking of ale. Also, all kinds of livestock were killed in connection with it. Horses also, and all the blood from them was called hlot, sacrificial blood. And hlot boli, the vessel holding the blood, and hlot tiner, the sacrificial twigs. They were fashioned like sprinklers, and with them were to be smeared all over with the blood, the pedestals of the idols, and also the walls of the temple within and without. And likewise, the men present were to be sprinkled with blood. But the meat of the animals was to be boiled and served as food for the banquet. Fires were to be lighted in the middle of the temple floor, and kettles hung over them. The sacrificial beaker was to be borne around the fire, and he who made the feast and was chieftain was to bless the beaker as well as all the sacrificial meat. Who's cooking all this meat? <laughs> Sounds kinky, right? <laughs> hey, I'm into it. Right? I'm, I'm about it. You'll definitely have a good time. Right. You'll have, you'll have a ball. You'll have a ball. <laughs> So Hollander's notes continue that after the feast, toasts were to be drunk, and the first toast was to Odin. Yay, Odin. For victory and power to the king. And the second was to the gods Njorjor and Freyr. Freyr. For good harvests and for peace. Peace? Peace. I'm not sure what peace was. <laughs> good harvest and for peace. I bet he's pieced off. <laughs> he might his be. Name up. <laughs> We're going to have to talk later. I'm sorry, honey. Woo. And the third toast was a beaker to be drunk to the king himself. After these three toasts, many more toasts were drunk to the memory of departed kinsfolk called Minnie. Pours a wine goblet out onto the called stone Minnie. floor. Minnie. So like they Minnie were else. very drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One for my homie. Am I right? Yeah. Just pouring the wine goblet out on the floor. For real. <laughs> Onto this fucking stone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a party. And even though I don't necessarily need the words to say that there were orgies, there were orgies. Oh, yeah. We got men sprinkled with blood. It's happening. Yeah. that It's happening in the heathen temple. We all know it. Emily Hollander Could just doesn't not- want to make anybody blush. Because you know, if they they were bound to be naked in order to be oh a hundred percent like blood. if anyone so, was imagining clothed men being sprinkled with blood, please find the exit now. Yeah. Like I'm seeing like chests. I'm seeing good like droplet sprays of blood. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a spray of a blood on like a bearded jawline. Yes, God. Yes. Yes, Odin. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a nice little toast that you can do with your family. (laughs) I mean, if you want to. Hey. You can leave the blood part out. Or not. Or not. Yeah, so she's a party. Yeah. It's a party happening in ancient Norse tradition. Yeah. But probably what every all of our listeners are a bit more familiar with is the Celtic pagan tradition of Yuletide. So that's are, what are they? I mean, I'm imagining okay. that's what most people. And then, I'm again, not. then again, our listeners are not most people. True, but um, that's kind of what everybody thinks of when they think about Yule. They think about um, Kenny and my ancestors back in the day. <laughs> when they used to celebrate Yule. So, very long time ago, little Celtic you and little Celtic me. 
<laughs> would celebrate Yule by lighting bonfires in the fields. A very angry me. <laughs> You'd be the firelighter. Fucking <laughs> bitch. Got me over here open this god trying to start this goddamn fire. She's sitting up there that motherfucker got in her fucking fur. She's sitting around there. I'm over here. <laughs> so she took true. My fucking fur. I'm fucking bitch. <laughs> goddamn shit won't light. <laughs> and then it just sets ablaze. <laughs> so bonfires were lit uh, by very angsty Kenny. Um, crops and trees were wassailed with toasts of spice cider. And this is all in celebration of your Oak King um, to kind of like lend him strength as he, you know, fights for bringing fights the for sun the light. Back. Right. Fights for the Fight light. For the light. To, to grow crops. <laughs> like, I don't know what you wanted from me. I don't know either. I wanted to give you the assist, but. Um, children, uh, little Celtic children were escorted from house to house. That's how with... The little Celtic children <laughs> were escorted from house to house. They were. They went from house to house with gifts. Of to be clo- slaughtered. No. To give people clove spiked sa- um, apples and oranges and cider. Oh. And they laid them in baskets of evergreen boughs and wheat stalks that were dusted with flour. I'm going to tell you what. I love a good cider. Mm-hmm. Ancient Kenny was probably like... All about the fucking cider. All about sowder. the fucking cider. Souder? Did cider. I fucking... Cider. I know, but I'm just having a stroke throughout this episode. So I just want you to know. Oh, honey, your whole life's a stroke. True. <laughs> um, so, especially right now. Um, so the apples and the oranges represented the sun in these baskets, and the boughs, the evergreen boughs, were a symbol of immortality. The evergreens were sacred to the Celts because they did not die in winter, thereby representing the eternal aspect of the divine. The wheat stalks portrayed the harvest, and the flower that they were dusted with was accomplishment of triumph, light, and life. Holly and Ivy not only decorated the outside, but also the inside of homes in hopes that nature sprites would come inside the home and join in the celebration. And a single sprig of Holly was kept near the door all year long as a constant invitation for good fortune to visit the residents. Hmm. So if you forget to take down your mistletoe or your Holly, you're just Wait, is it the same thing? Holly ancient... and mistletoe the same thing? In my mind, it is. Here it is. Interesting. <laughs> I think it is because it looks the same. Yeah. It's shaped the same. Mistletoe berries are poisonous, though. I think holly berries are, too. Oh. I don't think you're supposed to eat them. And the plot thickens. <laughs> Suspicious. Suspicious. <laughs> so, mistletoe. Oh, they're not the same. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you don't fucking pre-read your show notes, dude. So we keep the holly up year-round, but mistletoe was hung as a decoration to represent the seed of the divine. And at midwinter, druids would travel deep into the far- forest to harvest it. So I think holly is like just raggalum mistletoe, like basic mistletoe. And Raggle. mistletoe is like that good good, like that deep in the forest So good. mistletoe will kill you. Yes. Holly, jury's out. Not sure. If you've been killed by mistle by mistletoe or <laughs> holly or holly, berries. send an email to stay spooky at thehauntedart.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, so nowadays neo pagans do everything differently, as the whole point of the religion is to have your own individualized experience of spiritualism, mm. which we are totally on board with. 
But in most forms of modern-day Wicca, Yule is celebrated at the winter solstice as the rebirth of the great horned hunter god or the oak king, whatever term you want to use, who is viewed as the newborn solstice sun. Yeah, I'm into the the horned god uh, title. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. The horned god. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah, it's cute. He's real cute. And I like that he brings that warm weather with him, girl. Mm -hmm. So this year, you can celebrate Yule on the winter solstice, which is December 21st. uh, And it will actually end. Is that a Friday? Yeah. Okay. It is. And it will actually end on January 1st of the new year. So what do you have for the Yule episode? Well, see, I just thought that you'll do all the work. I didn't research you. Oh, you wanted a twist. Oh, you wanted a twist. You thought thought this was a Yule episode. Oh. 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 Oh.
Because <laughs> we might be on point there. Murdered. Oh. All right. Like figuratively? <laughs> I'm talking spit roasted and not in the good way. Mm. <laughs> Darn. But, uh, so that's how it started. So on the 17th of December, all of Rome would gather around in the Temple of Saturn as a sacrificial pig was slaughtered and as such commenced the party. Mm. So that was basically the ancient Roman equivalent of opening up a fucking kegger. <laughs> you know, that's rough, though, because I don't eat pork. So I feel like that would just be a real, like, bummer for me. <laughs> like, everybody's trying to kick off the party, and I'm just like, oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, damn. So, I went to a party once. It was a... It was a, um, well, I've been to several parties in my life. I went to a single party once. once. One single party. No, uh, I went to a barbecue. I think it was like 4th of July or something. And these people had a full fucking big ass hog like on like spit roasting in their fucking yard. It was traumatizing. Mm. I mean, it was, I, I mean, I guess it's cool if you're into that. But like for me, I was not prepared. To see like eyeballs roasting out of sockets, it just wasn't. It wasn't a good look. Yeah. It wasn't cute. Yeah. Even people like who a, love bacon were like, I don't I like know. We should that maybe I put that can. on the invitation. Yeah, like let let me know you're going to have a fucking hog carcass there. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not shy when it comes to meat. Like, I'll eat all kinds of organ meat and stuff. I love a chicken liver, but like, as a platinum member of the gay community. Um, I would have put that on the invitation for you. Great. I appreciate that. So, all of this was done in celebration of their god, Saturn. And who was Saturn, you might be asking? Waits for Katie to ask. Uh, Who was Saturn? Well, Katie, in ancient Roman religion and myth, Saturn was a god of agriculture, liberation, and time. And time? And time. Yes. That is an interesting combination. Yep. Agriculture, liberation, and time. His reign was depicted as a golden age of abundance and peace. He was thus a god of wealth, and the temple of Saturn in the Roman form housed the state treasury. Oh, yes. Now, I was so like, So we're like roasting this? a fucking pig in the middle of like the bank. The bank. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Um, yes, uh, your funds are secure. (laughs) (laughs) Golden age. You're having a great time this episode. I I just have to say, you're just really enjoying it. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying this episode. The golden (laughs) age. Something I was interested in. Um, so I did a small bit of research on it was... (laughs) denotes a period of primordial peace, harmony, stability, and prosperity. During this age, peace and harmony prevailed. People did not have to work to feed themselves because the earth fed them <laughs> itself. <laughs> like, And they were provided food in abundance. They lived to a very old age with a youthful, youthful appearance, eventually dying peacefully with spirits living on as, quote, guardians. What the fuck happened? Yeah, that seems... <laughs> how long ago was that? A long, 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 okay. long time ago. Okay, in a galaxy we're not, I think we're in, away. like, the fucking Bronze Age now. Because it goes from, like, Gold Age, Silver Age. Oh, it goes a, down. Yeah, it goes oh, it down. it gets shittier. So, yeah, it gets shittier. Oh. We're in the fucking Rusted Age Great. now. <laughs> the fucking... <laughs> Broke down, bitter, <laughs> son of a bitch age right now. 
<laughs> so listen, Katie, when I tell you this, I was uh, minding my business, trotting along uh, the interwebs. So imagine me, complete Dorothy fantasy, pigtails, blue gingham pinafore dress. I love it. And the full beard. Full beard. Into yeah. it. Red patent leather platforms. And I came across a sign that said, Saturn Death Cult, this way. <gasps> and I peered down well, the path. Well, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> and I peered down the path and saw naught but darkness and chaos. I was standing at the edge of a great precipice, like a gaping maw, just ready to consume all ye who decide to fall into it. As my brow began to perspire and my heart started racing, I could hear the screams from those who came before me, echoing inside this empty pit of blackness. But I had somewhere to be, so I bookmarked it for a later day. God damn it. <laughs> uh. Anyway, Saturnalia has been described as a precursor to what is known as our modern day Christmas. And there was a poet by the name of Catullus? Catullus? I don't know. <laughs> He described Saturnalia as the best of times, and I've got five reasons why. Okay. Give me that listicle. All right, number, I want that listicle. I'm going to give you the listicle one right here. No fucking work. Now, remember when I told you that Saturnalia had its roots in agricultural communities way back when? Mm -hmm. Well, Saturnalia began as a one-day festival and eventually grew in popularity. <laughs> why the fuck not, right? And expanded to a week-long event. And nobody really knows why. One can only assume that it was just because it was so popular, nobody had to work, so it was like, well, Yeah, I yeah. mean, fucking, why not? It went something like, well, if we have one day to party, then why not seven? All right. Little did they know, if it's a good party, then you only need one. That's my theory. I'm going to need about four or five after it, though, to kind of come back, to kind of... Uh, I'm. If it's a good party, you only need it once. Um, I, I, I mean recovery. I need that recovery Why am I talking time? about the recovery? I'm talking about they party go, for seven days. Yeah. Girl, you only need one if you're doing it right. That's true. You burn out. You die. You just die. Exactly. You just die in seven days. But yeah. nobody worked during this time period. Executions halted. No wars were declared. Businesses were closed. The court said no thank you. And even schools took the week off. Little Octavius felt real awkward when he passed by the bathhouse and saw his tutor teaching another man the Roman alphabet. <laughs> Number two, role play. During Saturnalia, roles were completely switched. Slaves became masters, and masters became slaves. Oh, so it's kind of like um, Fool's Day. Um, that's a tradition that carries forward into, mm -hmm. we get that up into the middle, uh, the medieval era where mm -hmm. we get april fool's day from is mm -hmm. um like something called fool's day which is um where all the rules are reversed yeah so this was kind of nice the wealthy paid the rent for the poor and both masters and slaves swapped attire and this is what made saturnalia so popular with everyone because unlike other festivities which were really only exclusive to the wealthy everybody got to participate slaves would often receive gifts from their masters and would even get to sit at the head of the table so, Saturnalia made everyone a little versatile. Mm -hmm. Number three, let's fuck shit up. 
I swear to God, I thought that you were literally about to say, let's fuck sheep. And I was so afraid. I immediately began to doubt the listicle. And I was afraid. (laughs) But it was ancient Rome. Probably a lot of things were happening. Probably a lot of things were happening. I don't think that we, our people can, we can't talk about fucking sheep. We can't make sheep fucking jokes. (laughs) No. Come on. Now that would be bad. (laughs) God, Damn, was, I'm on a roll today. Ooh, you really are. You are like talk show hosting today. <laughs> so the head mischief maker in charge. Every household would elect someone to hold this glorious title for the entire week of celebrations. And this person, uh, also known as the Lord of Misrules, his only his or hers uh, only job was to fuck shit up for a week. And you know that after that fucking week was over, that motherfucker got it. You know it. You know that they got their revenge on that bitch. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, This person would plan your orgies, uh, insult your guests, uh, wear crazy clothing, and chase you around. Presumably not to rape you, but this is, again, ancient Rome we're talking Mm -hmm. about. So, jury's out on that one. Uh, because it's Saturnalia and they're not there. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So this person was chosen by a coin that was baked into several cakes and whoever bit into the coin, and we're talking like actual cakes, we're not talking like bum cakes. Right. So uh, became the lord or lady the of the fuck Miss is Roll. a bum cake? A bum cake. <laughs> <laughs> cake's like, look, I'm looking for a job. No, I was talking about bum, like. Like cakes, like ass. Oh, oh. We're not by, yeah, okay. That oh, one went over. It did. Okay. I, it, that one lost me. Great. I was stuck on cake, and I'm kind of hungry. So, all right. So, and then last but not least, orgies. Yes. So, like we've already implied, Saturnalia was just seven straight days of just pure debauchery. Mm-hmm. Uh, people would feast and drink until all hours of the night, and just party with all of their friends and just have. A merry fucking time. Uh, the festivities typically concluded with the giving of small gifts such as candles, figs, gonorrhea, mm-hmm. and then the statues of Saturn were bound by the feet with strips of wool just to sort of signify the binding of the festivities. We're bringing it back in, calming our tits down, um, where they would remain bound until the start of the next Saturnalia. Uh, and then eventually that little thing called Christianity took over and essentially took one giant shit all over everybody's fun. <laughs> and instead of orgies, you got eggnog. Hey, and instead of- I'm going to say, though, eggnog is really good. Don't shit on eggnog. Well, it's really delicious. Alcoholic eggnog, non-alcoholic eggnog, all of it's good. I'll take it. Okay. And instead of role reversals, you got indoctrination and religious persecution. Just saying. And that's my bit on Saturnalia. <laughs> mad as fuck. <laughs> like, over here, mad. Well, yeah, what if next year? Mad. It's a little late this year, but what if next year, like, we just do like a big ass Saturnalia blowout? Oh, we, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, that would be cool. That would be fun. Yeah. I'm totally into that. Yeah. The conclusion, I guess, if we're ready for that. Oh, I'm ready. Is that. While I have my my issues with Christmas, I do have to acknowledge that Christmas is not just pagan, but it's not just Christian. Like, it's 
it's kind a of blending. a great medley of everything. Yeah, um, which I have grown to appreciate. Um, you know, yes, I may call my tree a Yule tree, but that still doesn't make not make it a Christmas tree, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that that respect <clears throat> should be given all around. It hurt you. It hurt you to say that. It did. No, I think that's a beautiful message, though. She's a tossed salad. She is. She's got some Norse roots. She's got some Celtic roots. She's got little some Roman roots. Mm-hmm. And then she's, she's got, got some, some Christianity. Yeah, and she's got some scary roots, too, which we'll get into on the next episode. Yes, she does. Which is really, really fun. True. So... <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, that is all the time we have this week, friends. If you want to continue the conversation on Facebook, you can find us if you search The Haunted Heart Podcast. Join our closed group there. And be sure to also search The Haunted Heart page on Facebook and give it a like if you would. Uh, If you enjoyed the episode, if you like listening to us every week, go ahead and drop us a five-star rating on any of the podcast or whatever podcast app that you use to listen to us. Um, you can also include a review with your rating. It just helps it be seen and it helps us out, um, in all the various like podcast network app listings. If you have a story that you want us to talk about on the show, if you have a weird Yuletide tradition that you want to share, um, or if you just want to like send us some fucking information, uh, including ideas for things you guys want to hear us talk about because we love getting like listener submission ideas from you guys. So never be shy about that. It gets Katie off. It, it, (laughs) it really makes me happy. (laughs) Um, you can email us at stay spooky at the haunted heart.com. That is stay spooky. All one word at the haunted heart.com. And I think that is it. We mentioned the Patreon at the top of the episode, but if you want to find us there, we're patreon.com slash the haunted heart. On Twitter, we're at the haunted heart. On Instagram, we're at the haunted heart podcast. And I think that's that's it. it. <laughs> that's all, folks. <laughs> that's all, folks. So until next time, celebrate your Yule, have your Christmas tree, light your Yule candles, mm-hmm. and don't forget. To stay Stay spooky. spooky.